Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Talking delicately curated long form commentary. Ooh. The internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Ice Cream Boy. Right? I'm still eating ice cream from last <laughs> week. And Jake, that's me. I finished my ice cream like a good boy. And we are talking about a movie that some have called one of the Star Wars films. Mm hmm. What do you think about? Uh, I mean, what are we watching today? We're watching Star Wars 2. Star Wars Episode 2, Empire Strikes Splinter Back. Splinter of the Minds. Oh, yeah. No, we're watching Empire Strikes Back, which yeah. is, I don't even care if it's the basic opinion. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of pushback lately of like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay, people, like, Empire's just assumed to be the great one, but let me tell you, it's not. Yes, actually, it is a really great movie. It and probably. Like some Brian Young approved propaganda. Right. Like, I. <laughs> I understand if it's not your favorite movie because another one can be, you can like another one more than that. And sometimes it depends on the day. Sometimes I like The Last Jedi more than I like Empire Strikes Back. So anyway, this this movie is the it's like the best Star Wars movie. It's yeah. really good. It's just it's hard to argue with. Isn't it's it? hard to argue I with. Mean, it. I mean, because I would agree that my favorites, like the ones that I like to throw on the most, like this probably isn't the one that I just throw on to mm-hmm. watch for fun the most, but it's. It's the one that has the most, one of the ones that has the most weight to it. I mean, yes. you can't, it is a perfect Star Wars movie. Anybody that says it's not is lying to you. This is where it, this is where Star Wars becomes a thing, in my opinion, because yes. A New Hope was a sensation. It's a great movie. It was um, a surprising hit. And it was just like, this is a really good, solid movie. Yeah. And you could very easily fail on the next movie and Star Wars dies. And it and was assumed that that would happen. It was assumed that, that would happen. the nature of sequels at yes. the time. Sequels were not a thing that happened like that back then. And, and this movie, because it is, this movie I think is where Star Wars becomes Star Wars. And it's now like, now there's this bigger thing yeah. than just these movies. And it all Absolutely. started here. 1980, a year that changed the world again. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Kept well, changing. A lot of times we talk about 1977. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk enough about 1980. Another year that changed the world again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our new catchphrase for 1980. <laughs> so we're going to do a commentary. We're going to walk through the movie plot for plot, shot plot for, for shot. Plot for plot, shot for shot, and remake. If you want to sync it up, you can. We're at the a long time ago in a galaxy we, far, far away. We are watching, no. again, we're watching the old unedited version of yeah, this movie. The but non-special edition. The movie. non-special edition. But this movie, outside of one lingering shot of Cloud City, I don't think it changes the pace of the movie at all. There are yeah, added like so CG things maybe, but like yeah. there's no actual, the pace of the movie, you should be able to stay in sync with us. Probably because it's a perfect movie. But these tend to just work as podcasts because we talk the whole time, and that's basically what we do anyway. We just talk about Star Wars. We go on a lot of tangents. So, (laughs) all right, we're going to start the movie in three, two, one, blast off! And boy, oh boy, is this movie muted. I'd love to hear. Hey, just in time. Just in time. So you yeah. can probably hear that a little bit. We're going to get Good. sued, but that's okay. That's okay. It happens every week. <laughs> Never stops us. I'm a little loud. You're a little loud with your eating ice cream into the microphone <laughs> like a savage. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. Holy crap. Now my mic is breaking. Now this, is a, this is a dark time for our podcast. Dark time for Rebellion, dark time for podcast. Imagine you as a Star Wars fan, you saw A New Hope, which was not called that. It was just called Star Wars. Right. And then you see the sequel and it says episode five. That would be Empire a little Strikes confusing. Back. You'd be like, huh? Yeah. Did I miss several movies in between? And no, George Lucas was just a psychopath. He had all this planned out in his head long before, Jake, and that's why these movies are so good is because they were planned out long Ugh. in advance. I am upset by everything <laughs> you're saying. Tune into previous episodes. Now, what you're missing in the room <laughs> is that two cats are getting a little bit of a They're getting a little feisty. Together. Yeah, a little feisty with each other. And it's very cute. Hobbs is the cutest cat in the world. 
He looks so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's a shame Literally. that he's now deaf. He's deaf. He went... When someone's deaf, that makes him less of a person to you, Riley. <laughs> well, less of a cat, less for of a sure. Cat. <laughs> less of a cat. A deaf no. cat is less than a, a cat wow. that can hear. No, our poor cat went to the vet, and now he can't hear anymore. Something happened, and it's very upsetting. Oh, poor guy. But poor he, guy. You know what? I think he's even cuter. He's even cuter now that he's oblivious to everything I going on around him. I think he's stronger because he's looking at me more intently. Than That's what it is. So here's this movie. How Here's how it starts. Star Destroyer coming Star in. Star Destroyer Face. coming in. Whoa, Send some ow, probes ow. out, please. It's like the train coming out the screen. Good thing this isn't in 3D or I'd be frightened. Oh, if they tried, they were going to do it. And then they just never got around to releasing all, releasing all the prints of the 3D versions. Right, right. Man, oh, man. What a shame. Everyone loves 3D. Yeah, still going strong. Still going strong. This movie is so good. I cannot stress this enough. I love Hoth. I love probe droids. I love Luke. I love Wampas. Love it all. Yeah, this movie looks basically perfect still, too. Like, it's it looks visually so good. beautiful. Yes. It's still one of the best looking Star Wars movies. Uh, <coughs> Holy crap. Uh, Riley is I just disgusting. Died. disgusting. He's less of a person to me because cough. <laughs> I've got a cough um, all of a sudden. This probe droid, probe droid is great. <laughs> so good. Look at that! Look at that Tauntaun! You the can barely see it. Tauntaun is really good. It is. And uh, yeah, they debated for a long time how to do this Tauntaun. If they would do it, you know, with a gigantic person in a suit. If they would, yeah, do like an animatronic thing. The claymation, I think, still works. You can you can tell it's claymation, but that's all right. But you know, it's really like, like claymation for like that one shot. Yeah, like, like one second. Uh. And uh, boy, this outfit for Luke. We've ranked the hotness scale in the past. We have. This is a nice-looking outfit he's got on. This is a nice-looking outfit. It, I mean, obviously, we ranked the look later in the movie when he's yeah. got his arms. He's, he's got the guns out yeah, later. The gun show is... Gun show. Full-blown full yeah. gun show. Full-blown gun show. Let's not rank Luke's hotness like we did in our <laughs> new hope. Well, there's no need because we already did it. We already did it. Definitively, we said where Luke was the hottest. <laughs> We're oh, going to... This Tauntaun, Tauntaun. creature... It's blinking and everything yeah. without CGI. This is just one of those other movies that, like, they had to hold together with duct tape because, like, making this gigantic Tauntaun puppet was such a I bet huge difficulty for them. Oh, and Luke, he's dead. Luke's dead. He's dead. They they killed him. First what if they had the started this movie with him dying? Wow. What if they have ended a movie with him oh, dying? That's my favorite little music cue right there. Oh yeah. It reminds me of Shadows of the Empire. Oh. That little cue would happen in the game all the time yeah, and then it would it go like dun 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 And Harrison Ford like kind of waving his mane about his hood off. Listen. He's looking good. He's looking good in this movie. Boy, I'm missing the Blu-ray edition where it looks so crisp. I know. This is not very crisp. I should have had you bring your Blu-ray. You know what? It skips. Does it? They're all like all scratch and they all skip at the most pivotal moment in the movie. That's it's unfortunate. Really ridiculous. <laughs> Han is temper. telling Chewie not to lose his temper, which why bother? Why bother? He's gonna get mad. He's he hey, does. that's Chewie. That's we Chewie don't see for Chewie you. in mechanic mode so much these days, which is a shame. No, he's kind of outgrown being the mechanic. I guess that was he doesn't. Kind of his whole thing kind of was his thing. And I, this is maybe this my, is just like ugh. the chemist. The, if you want to talk about chemistry, hey, you know what? Just call me Walter White because I do. Listen, the chemistry in this, he always reminded me of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> he looks like a human Akbar. He does. General Riken, I think. Riken. He looks like Where's a human. Look at him. He looks like a human Akbar. <laughs> he does. He's look got like the a, gloves and everything. He looks like a puppet. Yeah. That is just a guy. Yes, he does. And uh, every shot of this movie. Ord Mantel. Great. Yes, yeah. he really does. This is a well-directed movie. But hang on a second. No, he just mentioned Ord Mantell, but we've never seen this before. What kind of friggin' plot hole is plot this? Plot hole. We need to see Ord Mantell or it's not a real movie. I'm loving all the set design. You know what we didn't talk about in our... Uh, Rise of the Skywalker. A Rise of the Skywalker. The Rise of the our, Skywalker. Our trailer yeah. episode yeah. is... Um, Leia. Leia. We didn't talk about Leia. Crap! Now I are, my mind already lost. Well, I have a comment to make, about. Okay, make a comment. This scene of uh, these two are bickering in the hallway, and then a guy walks between them. They do this in the deleted scene from the Last Jedi when Finn and Poe are talking. Yes, they frame it exactly the same, and a guy walks between them. Yeah, I like that. Han's point in full <laughs> force. I bet you do. Ugh. I bet you do. This <laughs> because of the way you feel about me. 
This is so great. These two are so great together. Han is so good at being a petulant child. Come on. He is. Ah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is now just us making noises. I know it (laughs) is. Come on. And uh, her hair is really cool. Really cool hair. The top braid. The swooping braid. This is uh, this the droid thing. I know. The little droid thing. Yeah. (laughs) Comes back a couple times in this movie and then it's never heard from again. Um. Also, that conversation, it took me so long to pay attention to what they were saying there. Yeah, because you're always doing a commentary over it. I'm always doing a commentary ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> but no, what they're talking about, I know I said it was cold in the princess's room, but I didn't mean for you to turn the the temperature up. Like, they're talking oh. about just something random. Yeah. And, and he's like, I don't know how we're going to dry out her clothes. So, like, oh. it's implied that 3PO made a comment that it's cold in her room. R2 turned the heat up and everything melted and her ah. clothes are all wet. That's it's really just, funny. It's I just never... a funny... I, it took me so long until I recognized that little conversation. That is funny, but... That has no place in Star Wars in my mind. Humor should not be in Star Wars. This is about... This is serious business. Serious business. That claymation Tauntaun <laughs> riding around was hardcore. Yeah, those puppets. I is that, that doesn't look like a real person riding it. They were flopping around like a puppet, yeah. too. This Hoth base is just one of my favorite locations Great in design. Star Wars. Basic opinion alert. Hoth is cool. Hoth is cool. And I just love how they carve, like, they just have this makeshift bunker with all these wires just kind of looping uh, haphazardly through, and they've got, mm-hmm. like, you know, construction. Yeah, it looks hanging. like a construction site. Yeah, it's like, great. Because they know they're probably not going to be there for very long. I remember what I was going to say. What, what we didn't talk about with the panel, what this movie does and what it seems like episode nine is going to do is make mm-hmm. the time jump. Oh, yes. They made it very clear that there's going to be a time jump. And, and from clues in the panel, it seems like it might be a significant time jump. Now, this is supposed to be like three years, I think, from A New Hope to now. That's right. And then six months from now until Return of the Jedi. But I think they only said it was a year. Is that what they said? Confirmed. I don't remember them saying for sure what it was going to be. But yeah. I love a, I love a good time jump because you get things like Han talking about Ord Mantell. You get these That's implied true. adventures that they've been on for the last three years. That's kind of one of those things where, you know, Force Awakens ends with a cliffhanger of Ray holding out a lightsaber to Luke. You can't do a time jump. No, you have unless to. Unless you want to make a whole movie based around flashbacks right. or something. But I think they made the right choice in following it up. I agree. And this um, makes no sense to me because it's never been established that you can force pull yeah, something. Yeah, you shouldn't know that you can do this with so the Force. So how did Luke just randomly get so strong in the Force that he can pull things towards him with his He's mind? kind of a Mary Sue if you think about it. I don't love this. I don't think George Lucas would have intended something like this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but this was always my favorite Star Wars scene as a kid. Like so I love cool. this. And I loved in The Phantom Menace when Obi-Wan pulls it with his mind and jumps over Darth Maul. I just, when every time there was a tense scene where somebody pulled a lightsaber, I was I was on board. So let me guess, you love The Force Awakens where she pulls the lightsaber. Maybe my favorite scene in all of Star really Wars, Riley. Really great. It gives me chills down my spine every time. Boy, your cat is loving, I've heard a keyboard cat, but this is ridiculous. I'm going to turn that keyboard off so she can't hit me. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> she keeps jumping up there. You're not Aww. allowed on the desk, Scout. But Don't get on the so desk. cute. That's such a cute voice, too. Yeah. I hate that cat. Oh. <laughs> I hate the other cat, too. I hate all cats. We'll take your cats. Okay. Um, And it's unrealistic. <laughs> You're going to do that... this the whole movie, no, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sick of this shtick, too, actually. But I love how alien this feels without it being a crazy-looking planet. Because, like, I love right. prequel planets, and I think they kind of ran out of just traditional environments to use, like desert, snow, and forest. But back in this era, when there was only one Star Wars movie, you could have a planet that was just an alien planet because it was ice and snow all the time. Right. And it feels like an alien planet. Yeah, it feels, yeah, it really does. A lot of great cuts in this movie. Like, this cut till there's like Luke falling over and stuff. How do you feel about the weird retconning of Luke's face? <laughs> <laughs> Like, because his face is noticeably different because he was in a car accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. In between A New Hope and this one. So they had him scratch his face. So, yeah, like, they they just have the Wampa attack his face so that now his face looks different. They should have done the Iron Man 2 thing of, it's me, I'm here, deal with it, with Don Cheadle. Yeah, they should have just true. looked at the camera and said, hey, my face is different now. It's my face it. now. It's my face now. <laughs> hey, now, it's my face now. <laughs> Get your and he should have sang that song. He should have, even before it was written. <laughs> 
It looks so cold there. It really does not look like a pleasant environment. And you know what? It was cold there because they filmed it they in a filmed cold place. It in Norway, right? I think so. And I just read an article that that place doesn't look like that anymore because of global warming. Oh, no. <laughs> There's not snow everywhere anymore. Boy. Mr. Slayer. Mr. Slayer. There's the dude from Cheers. Do you think that C-3PO caused global warming by turning on the heater in oh, Leia's room, which is the entire universe because she's a queen? They never turned it off. They never turned off the heater. That was the spread problem. from there. That was the problem. We figured it out. This is great. Uh, if you don't listen to the soundtrack show, you should listen to the soundtrack show. With David, David W. Collins. David W. Collins. The big boy. The, <laughs> he's been talking about The Empire Strikes Back lately. Uh-huh. And he, he goes through this whole scene because they had music this whole part is scored yes and it's on the the cd of you know the version you i have listened this. to this it is good. and it's it's really i mean it's it sounds really cool but i just love the decisions they make where this all works better without the music you know something i've noticed because i've been interested in like um fan edits recently of stuff and so i've mm-hmm. gone back and watched them and what i what i've noticed a mistake that fan edits make is scoring every single second of the movie yeah You're like what what music can i pull in here Sometimes you gotta and let it breathe. I think, especially with Star Wars, you think of the music, but there's so much silence in Star Wars. They know exactly when to use it, and that's why it's memorable. Yep. Yeah, Williams, and it, I think that's the way it was with most of the movies. Is Williams? They go ahead and have him score like everything, and then when they're going through the edit, sometimes they just decide, you know what, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have that music here, and they pull it out. Yeah. So even though it's he wrote it, like. They sometimes a scene you just have to go by what feels right. Well, there's a different. I mean, like the way Williams scored it, there was a different score for the Twin Suns moment. Right. It was not originally the Force theme. It was yep. this more subdued, kind of eerie sound, and it would not have been an iconic moment without right. George making the choice to put that other song there. Mm-hmm. Boy, boy, it's filmmaking like, is interesting. It's like filmmakers know what they're doing most of the yeah, time. They always have a plan. And even when a movie is quote unquote bad, which these days just means you didn't like it. Yeah. Then it's objectively bad. Then then it just there's still so much thought put behind these movies. I do think what's worth talking about in this movie is that it has nothing resembling a traditional structure. No. Like there's like as far as a story that you can track, there kind of isn't one. No. Like it is Luke I'm sorry, like Luke goes to train somewhere. There's no urgency to this situation. Which is, I think, you know, your modern uh, cinema sins would be like, what? This is uh, this not doing? good writing. Yeah, there's, there's not no good urgency. Writing. What are yeah. the stakes here? AKA, when people say it's not good writing, they usually mean it's not something I've seen before, or, or I don't like, or this I don't like it, like on first brush, right? It, which, yeah, and, and but no, once once the Empire comes in here mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is pretty much people just like trying to run away yeah like, like they're just trying to get away from what just happened han and land the droids are just trying to get to somewhere else yes some That's generally the whole movie like generally somewhere and then else you have luke going somewhere else and then he eventually he joins them but like the urgency doesn't come until the very end of the movie where he senses mm-hmm. danger yeah so this is a very non-traditional movie <laughs> Riley's cat is just everywhere is there something in the air because our cat was being really bad I think this I think it's the spring weather are making these cats crazy he was trying to open the doorknob to the closet this morning he's never tried to do that before mm. Ooh, love this music oh this is good stuff it is all over Shadow of the Empire soundtrack this whole soundtrack is like the secondary soundtrack for Shadows of the Empire oh yeah because they use a lot of the one made for it but then they also use a ton of this movie. They use a lot of unused tracks for this movie too, like the AT-AT theme of like the piano. Yep. Uh, I love that piano. It's good stuff. And hey, uh, Scout over there, she's going crazy. The ships look great, like the way they're flying in the environment. Yeah, it doesn't have that action figures on strings look of a new hope like they they really figured it out it looks right. fantastic it does it yeah, doesn't th- look like this actors, movie looks so much better it really does like actors don't look like they're sitting in green screen with stuff moving behind them it just looks like they're flying in the environment i think um i think isaac has said it before on our podcast and i agree with him part of the reason i think he doesn't like a new hope 
mm-hmm. as much as the other ones is yeah. because when you go back and you watch New Hope, it feels like a movie from the 70s. Yeah. And this movie does not feel old. This movie doesn't feel dated. I can see a New Hope feeling dated sometimes as mm-hmm. as, as far as like the, the effects. This one, I don't think it feels dated really. It's a disrespectful to loose character to have him in a diaper underwater, in my opinion. <laughs> if we're going to talk about him milking a cow like a farmer would do. No, we've already seen Luke in a diaper, so we've how much worse can it be? in a diaper like an idiot. <laughs> Only idiots wear diapers. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, babies? If you're a baby, <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. to this. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I, the chemistry between Han and Leia. It's explosive. Charts. Explosive chemistry. Explodes off the screen. And also... All that talk about having stuff planned out wouldn't, uh, like, if he'd yeah. had it planned out, they would not be kissing in this scene. Yeah. Laser brain. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, Buzzball. I mean, just a classic line. Come on. Classic. He, he's so good. He is so good. And that, like, annoying, smug smile on his face. It's almost like Harrison Ford's a good actor. Everyone's still invested at this point. Return of the Jedi, I think, depending on the day. I'm not sure if everyone was invested in the movie. I do worry about that a little bit with episode nine because yeah. you got the sense in the, like, I get the sense of like Daisy Ridley Is and Oscar Isaac are Ray. like, we're, we are like real actors, you know, we're yeah. in like a lot of other stuff besides Star Wars. So, yeah. but I don't know. They love working with JJ. Gross. I think they'll like it. Oh Siblings no, kissing. that was a deep kiss from that was brother a deep and sis. Kiss. Like in a new hope you can get away with it. It's just kind of a real quick peck. Peck on the cheek for good peck luck. Peck on the cheek for good luck. That was a she Frenched him. Like a hundred percent. Straight French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's funny. This is you a funny what? movie. There's it, old Akbar. Underreported story. This movie has kind of like a joke in like every scene. And it does. Uh, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really good. Hey, that's that Kazdin dialogue coming in, I think. Man, every shot is framed gorgeously. Every frame a painting. Having that, like, display, like, between them as they're talking. Yeah, looks great. Supposedly, Irvin Kershner, like, had every shot planned out and didn't get coverage, which drove Luke crazy. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He didn't get coverage of every actor during every shot. He just was like, no, I want this to be. Yeah, because Lucas loves doing it in the edit yeah he wants to have as much stuff to work with as possible yep. so kirshner kind of drove him crazy there but man well, that could be why kirshner didn't come back and i well and i think it's be- the reason why there's not a lot of stuff added in to this special edition because there's a lot of deleted scenes for a new hope mm-hmm. but there's the there was not a lot of deleted scenes for this because everything was it pretty was much planned and scripted yeah which is very rare like this is not a movie that they reassembled a lot in the edit right they just it's just kind of kind of had it well and, it out. and I think that's why you don't see a lot of changes in the special edition. Yeah. Like, this is the least changed movie of the trilogy that in the special editions. Like, he, he, he didn't touch a whole lot in this movie because there isn't a whole lot to touch. And weirdly enough, I think this is the one... I, this is one of my favorite shots in the entire movie is them leading over this comms equipment. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, of course... Imperial March. The introduction in. of the Imperial March. Man, Classic man. theme. I'm along at home. It's one of those that is like I've heard so many times. <clears throat> but then it doesn't it, always have the impact that yeah. it did in the beginning. But ne- like when you're watching it in context of the movie, yeah, it's pretty good. It's just, oh yeah, that's a good theme. It's a good theme. That's a good theme. Uh, I don't look at that what ship. That's saying. a big ship. Oh, this is the movie that George Lucas, in my opinion, had the clearest vision for. Like in Star Wars, he was striving after a t- <laughs> Hobbs, Hobbs wiped out trying to jump, jump up on the window. That shot of Vader from behind, by I the know, way. Good so God. Good. Like A New Hope, he was striving after a tone, but he didn't like the story kept on changing because he didn't know how he wanted to execute it. But this, like all of Lucas's versions of the script after he fired the first writer, were really consistent. Like he knew he wanted Yoda in there. He knew what Yoda was going to teach Luke. He knew that Lando was going to be in there. And then it was kind of a matter of hiring Kasdan to come in and polish up the dialogue and make it really yeah. pop on screen. I like that, that shot that happened like a minute ago of all the Star Destroyers and the giant Star Destroyer, the mm-hmm. Super Star Destroyer. It shows, we were talking about, you know, how do you follow um, a new hope? And... You know, you feel like everything, everything's happy now. The big ship is destroyed. The empire's in rubble, like it's mm-hmm. rubble, but it's not. Like this yeah. movie clearly shows in the beginning. No, they have a lot more stuff. People, the don't Death like Star that was about... just like extra. People don't like that about the Last Jedi, though. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, 
<laughs> they don't like that part. It's kind of weird how they don't like it there, but they like it here. Yeah. Hmm. Even though the First Order actively blew up the entire government in yeah. Force Awakens. No, that doesn't make sense, Jake. <laughs> Sorry. Nonsense. We're going to stop doing this. <laughs> I love this droid, by the way. That is a good droid. And uh, another droid. good thing about Star Wars Battlefront uh, is <laughs> that they recreated the Hoth base. Yes, that Perfectly. is a really good Hoth base. I never got bored of playing there. No. I feel like I always found something new. Like, you would go back in those little medical bays. Yep. With the back to tanks. It was great. It's good. You can't reach. You can't do it. You're too short. A uh, little inside baseball. Chelsea's trying to put a plant up on a shelf. It's a pretty tall shelf. Riley's going to strangle himself on his headphones. And, uh, boy, this scene of Luke and Han saying goodbye to each other is pretty powerful. They don't really see each other again until Return of the Jedi. And here we got uh, old Captain Crazy Coat. He's looking at a guy. And uh, he's talking to uh, a person. <laughs> I'm Sorry. Riley, help! Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> I was trying to put a thing on a shelf. Chelsea's too short. I've heard of elf on a shelf, but thing on a shelf? Thing on a shelf. Uh, what were you saying? Ooh, it's red. <laughs> I, got I don't remember up. it being red. Yeah, that's weird. Did they change that in the special edition? That might be changed, because like I don't remember like that being the, red. Uh, what do you, you call those? Like, the, the, thrusters the thrusters or something? Yeah. Are red on and the Super Star Destroyer. we see Vader's, Vader's special egg that he goes into. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about his head. Oh, well. <laughs> his head looks like his Dr. special Ray egg. Head. Uh, what were you saying before? Because I wanted to say something about it. I don't know. I don't remember. I was rambling a lot. Who knows? Um, I think I was talking about how oh, Han and Luke say goodbye. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'd never thought about that. That they don't see each other again until they're about to get executed by the Sarlacc. Pit. Yeah. So That good, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's cool. The next time they see each other, huh, interesting. Why these movies are pretty cool is like Chelsea. What are you doing? And... <laughs> Don't do that. No. <laughs> wow, oh, Riley gosh. screaming at his I'm wife sorry. on the commentary. Uh, she's about to Horrifying knock some off the shelf. Glimpse into their domestic life. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> oh, like, he's dead. In these movies, Han, Luke, and Leia are not together a lot. Like they really, no, all three of them are there's really very few scenes of them all three together. Yeah, kind of one in each movie, and then they have to separate. Pretty but much, it, yeah. You feel like they're best friends, right? And that's a really cool thing about Star Wars is they keep on bringing people together, separating them. It uh, all, I think, it all comes down to also the chemistry of the actors yeah. you put together. Like if you get three actors who can make it feel like they've been together off screen, yeah, it works. And one thing that's funny is like I always think of Poe Dameron as being part of that crew but he didn't meet ray until the end of of last Jedi. Jedi. yeah yeah even though i i think of them as being like right the trio yeah but they're not really together yeah in any of the movies all three but of them they're gonna be in episode nine buddy they sure will buddy oh, that's what man. i'm excited about and uh what a genius idea to make these trenches i know this like trench warfare in the snow it's so good it's beautiful too and this movie looks good. Even this old crappy version. Yeah, you're watching like the theatrical edition of the movie and it looks wonderful. Yeah. I just love all these shots of them looking at the readouts. Yep. Like the way that they angled all of the lines really works well with the symmetry of the shot. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not a film student. I just look at things. You just look at things and you bad. like when they look good. I understand. Oh, that one. It didn't take too much to blow up that Star Destroyer. No, that's what that ion cannon's for, buddy. Yeah, it didn't blow go. it up. It just disabled oh, it. Oh, I see. That's what an ion cannon That Star Destroyer is disabled. <laughs> Rogue One. I love the little cheers in the background. Great sound design, as always, throughout this whole movie. Oh, oh man. Poor little Dak. Poor little Ben Burt not being <laughs> a sound ben designer, Burt. except for a video game. Except for a video game yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> I feel like I could take on the whole empire by myself. Yeah, Dak. Yeah. How do they do that? That's amazing. I mean, really when you fine. think about the fact that, like, you're seeing a ship lift off. Yeah. And that shot of them all like, running up to the trench is no great. music cuts out, which is perfect. Every scene is just going to be us looking I at know. it and saying, this is this really good. This movie so good. It's really good, though. Like, and I don't have these same uber-positive opinions about, like, every frame of Return of the Jedi. Like, overall, I love no, it. No, I love the movie, but it's not... This is... This is... For me, this is like the apex of 
Star Wars until The Last Jedi came by and like challenged it. For me, this is just yeah. like, this is Star Wars. So good. Yeah, Riley's basic if you're just joining I'm us basic. now. I'm basic. I'm so basic. Commentary. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm basic. You know basic. what? And like, Luke flying and you see the other ships like in the window of his cockpit. It looks good. They didn't need any CGI to touch this up. No. Which is why they didn't. They didn't. They, <laughs> they didn't really, bother. they really didn't change much Lucas about this. Lucas looked at this and was like, "Hey, we kind of nailed it, huh?" He CGI'd some Bespin stuff, CGI'd some windows yeah. and Bespin, and that's about it. And uh, this is just a fantastic. This has inspired so many video games. One of the most inspired just set pieces of all time. I'm pretty sure every Star Wars game, especially like a flight game, had yeah. to have its Hoth level. And like I don't think they ever did the Top Shot as the Empire. Like they no, kind of nailed it. They did it in Rogue One or in the Rogue Squadron, but yeah, it was kind Rogue of the same. It's kind of the same. It's the same thing, it's exactly the same. Controls. Yeah. Sorry, I'm probably getting away from the microphone. Um, I just think this is a genius idea to do this like King Kong thing of like tying him up and tripping him and stuff. It's yes. really really great. And Ralph McQuarrie's like original drawings of this scene are really cool. If you're able to yeah. look them up on the old google.com the old googs the old googs look up it up on the googs look up it up, <laughs> look up, it up. boy Hobbs is struggling so today this is it's it's part of why he's deaf now Dax he has, dead by the way that's dead he has trouble jumping up on things now so I think it's something oh. to do with an inner ear thing oh that makes sense oh this looks precarious for yeah, Hobbs yeah he's gonna fall he's balancing on a really narrow <laughs> perch and uh, <laughs> and he has no balance the whole family's concerned General Veers, he isn't concerned. Veers, watch. Did Captain Marvel get her name from Veers? Like Carol Danvers and her name is Veers on the Cree planet? Uh, That's her name on, on Cree. Yeah, but didn't he get it because he found the name tag that just said V-R-E-S? Yeah, but they called her Veers. V-E-R-S, not V-R-E-S. Yeah. Vries. 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 He calls Captain her Veers, not Vers. Oh, there's yeah. old Wedge, my fave. My favorite boy, Wedged. Now, what do the harpoon cables practically do for these ships when they're not fighting at it? I think these are, like, um, trawlers. These are supposed to be, like, things... These are not supposed to be, like... They're not combat ships. They're not combat ships. They're made for, like, transporting cargo around. You mean, like, at the end of The Last Jedi, where they find those non-combat ships? It's weird, Mm -hmm. but yes. That's cool. A lot like that. So the the harpoons are not there. It still seems like a bad way to transport cargo to harpoon it and drag it behind you. <laughs> it doesn't seem practical. But I think that's what it's supposed we to be. We know that there's gigantic ships that exist. Oh man. <laughs> and I got to say it still looks pretty good when the add it falls good. blowed up. Uh here's a big plot hole for you. How come the armor suddenly gets weaker when it falls down and they can blow it up? Uh, <laughs> why why do they even have them? They're so slow. They're, they, the, you know why I think they have them? Because they're scary as crap. Because <laughs> they're scary. Yeah. The Empire is not practical. They're no. They're all about terrifying their enemies. Like I said, they're really scary. Yeah, they're scary. Aren't you terrified right I'm now? I'm shaking in my little boots. <laughs> in my <laughs> big TSR boots. My little boots. boots. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the uh, Rebels Remember panel with yes. and Her boots went like all the way up to her head. They were very big boots. Big we are boots, still recording like this on the day of celebration. Celebration. Even though this is now three weeks from when celebration yeah. happened. Whoops. Boy, do I love the little suction things that like lift R2 up into the ship. It's I know. always so it's great. great. How did they do this? I wish in that he had little. I don't know how they did this. Look how, at any other '80s action movie, and then look at this. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy that this movie holds up. <laughs> Chelsea's organizing a shelf that we just built. Nice looking shelf. Thank you. Those snowtroopers are cool. They are cool. We don't ever see them do anything, which means that this movie had missed potential. Yes, true. Anything that looks cool that we don't see them do anything <laughs> means the movie's bad. It's a bad movie. I hate that I'm still doing this. I'm really sorry, but it's just on. It's front of mind for me. You can't help it. I just want to like things, and people try to try to keep me down. They try it. You got to stay off Reddit. That's, That's not helping anything. <laughs> Being on Reddit, Reddit is not helping. <laughs> no, not it's not really. helping anybody ever. That's true. Reddit's not helping anything. Mm-mm. Uh oh! Oh, he is crashing, and his head bobs. I always like the shot of that. That is a good head bob. Meanwhile, Dax's dead body is still back there. This stinks that he can't get him out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, sorry, Dak. Like, hey, I know uh, you're already dead, but oops. Yeah, what if he wasn't dead? He's only mostly dead. Oh, 
Another good eighties movie. <laughs> they do a good job of like really zooming in on these feet to make them seem like they're humongous. Yeah. How would they do that shot where he jumped away and they smashed it with a foot? Is it green screen? I don't know how they do any of this. It's pretty seamless green screen. It is for the time. Like even now. Yeah. I feel like you still notice some green screen every now and again. Yes, definitely. Oh my god, you see that dead three PO unit? Oh, that's his head. There he is. The oh, he is dead. One hundred percent dead. God. Poor droid. It's like a horror film <laughs> toy comes to life. Looks like us. He looks like us. The horror film he us. He looks like the entire film us. <laughs> <laughs> that hair in the background, though. Yeah. That was some big, tall hair. <laughs> and then they just cut to Anthony Daniels putting his hand up like an idiot. But he's a real classically trained actor, guys. He's a genius. <laughs> no, we can't do this. I know how you feel about Anthony Daniels. I have my problems with him. He's obviously wonderful as 3PO. I yeah, he's don't a great ever want to hear him talk about anything else. That's all he ever does talk about, so don't worry. Oh, good point. No, I'm saying I don't want to hear him talk about it. I just want him to be in you the want him movie to be and 3PO. then leave me alone. <laughs> And he does personally attack me. I'm like, I'm not complaining about his, his persona. I remember, I want, I saw his panel. He uh, comes to my house. He he specifically said, "I love everyone who's watching except Jacob Kreitz." And he, came, he comes to my house. He says, "Do you want to know the title of my book and what the title of my book was going to be before I changed the title of my book?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> Can we just talk about how what Luke did was really cool? Oh my god, that's a Jedi right Thus there. Thus inspiring you. the video game Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, pretty much. And it's amazing. Look at that. So cool. We blew it up. He blew up his head by stabbing its stomach. Just in case it. you're ever in a pinch, guys. Well, he threw a grenade in there, too. Oh, I forgot about the grenade. I was too busy making fun of Anthony Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on the cutting edge of takes. <laughs> yeah. Thinking Anthony Daniels is annoying. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, look at that cool shot. We see him turning around. I know. That's so cool. That's a great shot of it, like, bracing itself to shoot. It's quite good. Oh. Yeah, that's things. Wow, the, the ad had just shot one individual guy. That was just like to be a little extra salty. It's really mean. Like, how dare you? Really, really mean that they did that. Sometimes if you look too closely, you can tell that the walls of this ice cavern are, are plastic. plastic. Yeah. So you just got to look away. I do like the design of it, though. They look like they just sent a big drill through there to make all these tunnels and it stuff. It looks fantastic. It's very cool. I mean, it, you know what's kind of interesting is like, I think that. This is the approach that video game level design takes. Like, how can we quickly provide an aesthetic for where this makes sense and yeah. still make a linear, like, hallway in a nice environment? I don't know what I'm saying, but that made sense that before I sense. said it. And so our, the snowtroopers oh are running around. <laughs> they and, can't see anything. You know whoever's in those Yeah, seats. They cannot see a thing. Well, famously, that's where that guy bonked his head in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, Vader's looking around. I always forget how close they are to getting caught by Vader and then Typical. Gets stuck out and they do a vaudeville routine where he gets pulled in with a cane. Yeah, pretty much. And yet broad humor in Star Wars. No, it's not it's not funny. Nope. I gotta say, 3PO, uh they play up this bit a lot in this movie of C three PO being annoying. Yes, they really do. This is the one where he gets his reputation for being like a Yeah, he's not little... that annoying in the first one. He's really not. <clears throat> I don't find him annoying. I guess this Irvin Kershaw hated him and wanted to, or I guess Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, because Lawrence Kasdan made him really annoying again in Force Awakens. That's true. Where he wasn't that much in the prequel trilogy. Man, I know he's annoying. It's just he never has annoyed me. Like I never. No, you don't get the Jar Jar, Jar reaction from him. I don't get like, the Jar Jar. Oh, no, I, I I can understand when people complain about him, but it just I just never felt that way about no, him. No, no, he was always my favorite as a kid. Mm -hmm. He was my first Star Wars toy ever. C-3PO, and my second was Lando, because my mom's favorite my, character. I wonder what my first Star Wars toy was. It might have been the Naboo Starfighter Lego set. That might be my first Star Wars toy. I think my first Star Wars toys were, like, from this, when they did the special edition re-releases. Mm. They re-released a lot of different ones. So, like, I had C-3PO. I got Lando in the um, uh, Episode Six costume, like the Jabba's Sam Barge, like, mm. guard outfit, yeah. which I loved. And I got Luke uh, with Yoda in his backpack. I think I have that Lando. It's a good Lando. That's a good Lando. I'm pretty sure I have that somewhere. Like Land, like my mom loved Lando, so it made me love Lando. I had to be like, oh, I love Lando too. He's so cool. I should go find all my old. Now I watch the movies and I'm like, I don't really <laughs> think Lando's that great. I had a lot of action figures from the Phantom Menace. Oh yes. Me and too. then but they didn't really make that many for Attack of the Clones, and I'd kind of outgrown them at that point anyway, so I didn't get any for that. 
Yeah, you're older than me. I forget about this sometimes. Yeah. Like, not by that much, but by not, enough that we would stop you from like, buying action yes, figures. Yes, enough that I couldn't, it wasn't cool to buy an action figure. I was too old to buy action figures during episode three, but I still sought out. You still got some. some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, episode three, I was probably like 17, so I had definitely outgrown. Oh, man. What a charmer this Mark Hamill is. Mark Hamill's so good. Nice. I stand by my decision that you could replace him in A New Hope. But Needlessly this, but, but hot this, take. But this movie <laughs> would be worse without him, for sure. He's great. He's great. This one, and I he, I think he's my favorite in Return of the Jedi. I like what he's doing in that. He's very stoic. Boy, I disagree so much in Return of the Jedi. I don't think his you don't performance like, is You don't like good. Luke in that? I like Luke I in that. I don't like him in stoic mode. I think when he can be... Mark Hamill and add yeah. some of his personality. It's the best, which is why I think Last Jedi is so. Well, great. The Last Jedi is probably the best Mark Hamill performance. Period. That is true. That or Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I love that. Which I don't mean disparagingly, but the Empire was so competent and scary in the old movies. <laughs> That's the one complaint I think I understand the least. Yeah, the, like the first order. They're so silly, it. but the Empire was scary. Not no, scary. they were not. You were a kid. You were twelve. That's, that's why, they why were you scary. thought they were scary. Yeah. They're goobers. The whole joke in this movie is that they're incompetent, so Vader has to keep killing them and appointing exactly, new people. Exactly. They're not scary Gosh, at all. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Here, let me give some praise to Anthony Daniels. Okay. He is able to give a lot of expression to three PO despite having no, no facial face. expression and yes. no mobile joints. He's a good voice actor because that's pretty much what he's doing in these movies. Yeah. He's he's moving his body around, but and that yeah, his certainly physicality has a lot of is it. such that you feel like he is actually talking. Yes, yes. But How you much know, he has to, like, he done after Star Wars? I don't think he's done for any. a self appointed I honestly don't think actor. he's done anything. You think he's done a single play? I mean, maybe he has done some stuff like that. But I think if you look at his credits, at least on IMDb. Since 19... We need to look at IMDP, the IMDP. International Play Database. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I think it's the... I... International Movie Director of Photography. I think it's the IBDB, the IBDB. Internet Broadway Database, I believe. I is that know. a real thing? That'd be cool. I think it is. Um, Boy, they changed the coloring of this for the special edition, because this is much brighter in this version. I like it bright. It give looks good. Little, give me a little brightness. But yeah, if you look as far as like films and TV... Yeah, he's not done a single thing that is not that he's not credited as three PO. But since, he was already kind of old, and like he made all the money in the world humanly possible from doing this. Why? Why would you? Why work? would you do anything else? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd just be three PO for the rest of my. They're like, so blue. The Tie Fighters are so blue in this. Yeah, they are. Like when Jason Alexander complains about only getting typecast as George Costanza, I'm like, you are getting you George could do Costanza worse. money, my you friend. You could do worse. Yeah, go be in a Nickelback video every once in a while. <laughs> Was he in a Nickelback video? Have you not seen the Nickelback video that Jason Alexander is in? I have in? not seen that. I'll post a link to it when I post this episode. <laughs> okay, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so bad. This is all very impressive. This is very good. Look at this. How do they do this? It's so good. I don't know. What a good movie. Close I think out. that like, they did a good job of like, you know, we always heard about Han being a good pilot in that last movie. He never really did anything. Let's actually have him do cool things yeah, here. Yeah, and he actually does cool stuff, and he flies Because well. this little flip thing where he goes down into the meteor is And the little do-do-do-do-do-do-do thing he does with the strings. Um, Glissando? Also, we aren't talking about the music here, which is just excellent. It's great. He pulls the Anakin Skywalker there. He yeah. He kind of threads the needle. That's a neat trick. <laughs> Uh, I love how alien this is to just yes. have a bug or a big slug living in space. That's but this great. is a pointless subplot that adds nothing to the movie. Ooh, there was my little glisten, as you said. So I love good. it. This looks amazing it for does. 1980. It does. This is a good. When the this world? Is a good movie. Irving Kershner had it all figured out. This whole episode is just going to be us saying, "This is great. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is great." That was what our solo episode was. We did the commentary. Like, this is really good. <laughs> oh man, it's just going to keep going. What happened to the coloring on R two? R two looks and black white. and white when he's yeah in space. I've always noticed that. Wow. Poor guy. He's cold. His is he like black. Superman where the power of the sun gives him his strength and like coloring to his suit and stuff? Yep. He only turns blue when he's in the sun. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> and now we're sending and now he's Dagobah. Blue. Now that he's in the sun. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the son of Dagobah. <laughs> the son of Dagobah. <laughs> it's a notoriously sunny place. You know, 
Hamill does look different, but he doesn't look bad or anything. I think he looks better. I would have post... never known that anything happened to his face. I think he looks better post crash. Wow. I'm gonna say it. Chelsea disagrees. Chelsea thinks he's cuter before. I think he's cuter here. Well, he has an interesting look about him now. He does. He's got his. He's got a, his face tells a story. Before now. he's just like a pretty boy. He's like I a little baby. I love the look of Dagobah. Dagobah rules. And that was the like, sound design of Dagobah rules. And it was so clear, like a like a map painting when they zoomed yeah. out there. But it looked really great. Like it was it a great, really great map painting. It looked yeah. Wizard of Oz. This you is know? a good. This is this is where you can tell they had a lot of influence from like the Henson Company. Oh yes, because they did. They brought him in for Yoda and all that kind of stuff. They brought in the Jim Henson Company for a lot of stuff in this movie, and it really shows. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> really fabulous. And then R two, I like that they just straight up have him fall in <laughs> the water. No, it's a kind of a dumb joke that I don't like jokes in my Star Wars. <laughs> Why are we wasting our time on droid humor? <laughs> He just falls over. He's, fall. He's just in the water. How else was he going to get down? Luke is an a-hole for not, like, lifting him up out of the thing. If only Where he had you? rocket boosters in his legs. <laughs> I think they're old and rusty now. He's been yeah, around for so. a while. I love if we got a slight... Oh, it's his sound effect's so great. Um, R2, that way... <laughs> <laughs> what a good movie! I Can love we it. do it more broad? This take, <laughs> I don't think the kids are hearing it in the back. Oh, that way, <laughs> oh, that way, oh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, scary monster! Scary monster! I love, and that's another thing. They play this up, and it's just like a monster, and then it eats him, and then it's just like, never mind. Yeah, it doesn't like him. Yeah, and that's it. That's all it's there they for. They kind of do that in the last Jedi too, where like there's a scary monster you see in the in the ocean. You're like, oh, there's gonna uh, be a sea monster, yeah. and no, no, it's just adding a little depth to the but, planet. But that was a cool Hobbs is trying to climb your records. I hope that's okay. Uh, One of them is the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack. It is. How yeah, symbolic he gave up on that. I mean, just the imagery of the, you know, X-wing in the swamp. That's where yeah. Ralph McQuarrie came in with his concept paintings. They made it look like one of his paintings. This I know this is a set, but it works so well. It looks so good. It, it doesn't look like it a set. It somehow doesn't look like a set. I miss this, because this is a very alien world, because we don't really have a place that looks like this. Like, you find... Yeah, not really. There are swamps and stuff, but, like, this is just a little... This is just, like, you take it's something scary. normal, you make it a touch more alien fantasy, and that's kind of missing from the sequel trilogies. It's why I loved... Um, Camino, yeah, because it was just like it rains a lot, yeah, but they made it seem alien, right? Uh, it was just like a very simple concept that they mm -hmm. executed really well. I agree. And the Gungan City was kind of like Gungan, that. It's yeah, like, it it's underwater, like but it looks weird. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks weird. A lot more blue in this. I movie. would like a, I would like a place like that where they go, they go to a planet, but then they make the grass purple. <laughs> just give it a little bit of a twist. <laughs> you mean like the beginning of Into Darkness, your favorite movie? Uh, is there purple grass in that not movie? Purple grass was like red. Stuff. I don't remember that movie. Remember, like in the beginning of the jungle, they're running around and it's uh crazy. Oh red yeah, I guess something. I do remember that. I, I sort of. Remember I haven't that. seen that movie in a while. It's been a while for me too. It's not my favorite. Beyond's my favorite. What's Vader doing in there? His nasty head. But the way they frame this, like it symmetrically, like encapsulates his helmet when they zoom out. It's amazing. Yes, Lord. That. That's yeah, crazy. It's good. Good design. It's like this movie has good set design. Some freaking math went into this stuff. I'll tell you what. Uh, can we talk about how mad I am that I'm not going to go to Galaxy's Edge to ride the Millennium Falcon ride? Go right ahead. Preach. I'm so mad. Preach, brother. <laughs> I am also mad. I feel like the um, bridge, the Falcon, is more cramped in this movie yeah, than they, other movies. They're going to have to make it bigger for the Galaxy's Edge. Cause well, that's probably people, true. They get six people in there. But I feel like even in... Return of the Jedi, they're not like so huddled in there. Yeah, this does seem very small here. This is like there's three people in there and they can barely hold it together. Just the work that would go into sets. All right, Han, you gotta let her go. It's a little creepy now. But um Look at all those lights. That's what I was about to say. The work that goes <laughs> into these sets back then. Because like now those would be LEDs. You can buy a strip of LEDs for like $2. That's true. And they're really easy to set up. But here's like all those lights. I mean, there's probably just like a bulb behind a panel that lights up all of them at once. But like, I don't know. There's just so much work that goes into making a movie back then. I think 
that's what I appreciate the most out of JJ's approach to um, the sequel trilogy is let's get back to pushing like puppetry as much as we can. Mm-hmm. What can we physically build? And like, so right. when they build stuff like, you know, these crazy massive elephant creatures for the Force Awakens, it's like nine guys in a costume, but they do it. Yeah. Or like, we're going to build that entire you casino can. in Canto It's Bite. a movie. You just got to do it. You got to do it. Because otherwise, if you if you over rely on the CGI, then it's then it's noticeable. Like what you do, what I love, one of my favorite moments in the Last Jedi, is knowing Yoda is a real puppet. Yeah. And then they add the little CGI on top of it, but knowing you can tell, just to make him blue, just to make him blue and give him a little glow. Yeah. But like you know, you can tell that's a real puppet. Yeah, it really does add something to it. There's a snake in the foreground, mm, crawling around. Oh, <laughs> snake, eh? That's that snake. What's from he eating? Clone Wars. I don't look Limbus bread. I don't know. It looks gross. Limbus bread. <laughs> yeah, it's from Lord of the he Rings. He has like a breakfast uh, <laughs> burrito there. He's about to eat. Ah, Limbus bread is from more Lord. Limbus bread. <laughs> <laughs> like we're being. I mean, you're no harm. I wish I could remember watching these movies for the first time. I want to know what I thought of Yoda if I knew he was. Like, if I suspected that he was going to be the Jedi Master or if I, he was just, like, a silly character. Yeah. I can't remember the first time I watched the Star Wars movies, so I don't know. I think it was so impossible to escape the iconography of Star Wars. I, I knew Yoda was a thing when I saw him. Yeah. But Yoda was always my favorite. Like, I was always such a Muppet kid growing mm-hmm. up that any time there was, like, a cool puppet guy, I loved that. And he is a cool puppet guy. He is a cool puppet guy. <laughs> Look at Underreported him. story. Look at him walking around. Frank Oz is a human genius he is he's also a good director i like his movies what movie have you seen of his dirty rotten scoundrels you ever seen whoa he directed that yeah i love i know right well then yeah i really like that if you go through his filmography of things he's directed you will be shocked at how many like good movies he's done man that's really crazy because i really like dirty rotten scoundrels it's a great movie and he's not someone like i wouldn't how did they do this i don't know how they did this how would they do this a puppet he moves like a person. Well, he says, no. His little butt. Look at his little butt. Uh, I feel like Isaac talking about little butts here, but. Now, <laughs> I understand that we're meant to believe that he was testing Luke's patience. Right. But I also think he wanted some snacks. I think he did want some snacks. I think he wanted some food because he got a little bored of Dagobah. He wanted, he wanted a light. He's like, I needed this light. I've been living on firelight for so long. I don't think he likes droids either. No. Well, hey, he had to kill a bunch of them in the <laughs> yeah. Clone Wars. I'm used to killing these things. <laughs> That's the funniest moment in all of Star Wars. I hate funny moments in Star Wars. <laughs> but I do love him hitting yeah, R2-D2. Hitting R2 so and then he closes the little thing. is great. <laughs> I don't mean to do this, Jake. I'm so sorry. I know. But, but Yoda feels so much more like a real character in this movie than he does in the prequels when he's a Why little are you CGI. Things that are when he's a little CGI guy heart. walking around. Listen, I'm always going to defend Puppet Yoda. That's I, my favorite puppet, kind of Yoda. Puppet Yoda's great. But Yoda. I just love Yoda in general. I know. I'm, I understand. I'm not going to disparage the hard work of the individuals who made sure. CGI Yoda. No, I'm sure. They, they have really families. Hard. They did. Until the family solved CGI Yoda. And they all left him. That's rude. <laughs> but... True, from Ooh, what I've read. Yoda's theme. A That's right. We did get a little. Man, R2 better have more to do in this next movie. That's all I can say. R2 has really been missing in the. I mean, he's literally asleep for all of the Force Awakens. <laughs> they gave him, like, he gets one a of nice, the best moments. He gets for a good moment. TLG. Yes. TLG. The last Jedi. The last Jedi. He gets a good <laughs> He gets a great moment in The Last Jedi, but that's the only moment he gets. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if there was like an over-reliance on the droids in the prequels, and they thought we need to not... Because, I mean, they are main characters in the prequels. R2 and 3PO both get big things to do. Boy, we can't both be on our phones. Um, well, I'm just checking our Discord, because I my fans matter to me more than anything How else. dare you? <laughs> This is good acting. My fans, like I have fans. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I think this is good acting that Gary Fisher's doing because she does make it look purposeful what she's doing, and yet what could she possibly be what doing? What could she be doing with this? What is she doing there? What is she doing? She hurts her hand. Oh no. Keep his 
We either have to pause it. I know, I really do. Or something has to happen because I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, we got to keep going, I think. I, okay. guess, I guess we can pause it. In a miraculous way, it's going to be seamless. No one will ever know that we paused. These these guys have chemistry. That's all I'm going to say. They have chemistry. And they did in real life, so that doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I think it comes through. So I don't want to talk out of school or spread any rumors. Let's, but, let's get in school here. But, I mean, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega have some good chemistry. Uh-oh. And there were a lot of jokes about John Boyega's singleness on the stage. And then he was the kind of like, don't say I was that, like, oh, Don't talk about that. And then Daisy Ridley was like, um... We're not single, as we're a thing. I'm and he was saying. like, I mean, I wouldn't say we're a thing. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> that part didn't happen, but they I don't do know. Have they got some good chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to good chemistry. Welcome to good, good chemistry. chemistry. Long form You're not wrong. Chemistry. A lot more blue on these like, Star Wars and blue. TIE Fighters. It's a very blue movie. You don't think of uh, TIE Fighters being blue, but they no, were in this movie. They were blue. I'm still perplexed by the. Uh, like technology behind how they did like holograms, holograms. Yeah. like even in new movies i don't understand i don't know that. i don't understand it either admiral piet piet he dies doesn't he yeah i think I he does in the next one i think one, though, he does right? in the next one yeah the running joke. veers lives though i know veers lives Man, it's lives. so red i don't remember being red, red thrusters in the, in the back yeah listeners tell me if it's red <laughs> <laughs> in the Blu-ray version. <laughs> it should be more blue in the Blu-ray, you think. You would think. But it would be more gray, blue. Ray. Oh, we're about oh. to see the crazy-looking monkey Palpatine. Ugh. One of the best changes ever made in any movie was changing Palpatine's ridiculous face in this. Um. However, I think the changing the dialogue was the bad decision. That they, is one of the big changes. What dialogue did they change? They reveal that... Um, I guess we listened to it. They reveal that Luke is his son. They say the... No, they don't. They don't change the dialogue. They change the dialogue. They change it somehow in the new one when it's Ian McDermott. They say the son of Skywalker, which is not revealing. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because they change change something. Stop lying to me. I will never stop. (laughs) Empire. This is our classic section of a oh. movie where we look up. But in real time, R2 leaning in and looking in the window is the cutest thing. And if you don't like it is very cute. Stuck, Look, it's that poor guy is getting rained on. Poor little guy let him I in. I feel like they could fit him in there. Like Luke kind of like pull him through the door. Except Yoda doesn't want him in there because he doesn't like droids. I feel like this would have been really hard to film. Yeah, it's really small in there. Yeah. It's like filming in a hobbit hole. A hobbit hole. Hobbit hole. Luke that soup is so gross. He doesn't like the food. <laughs> a gross soup. Man, you'd think Yoda'd be thinner just eating gross soup all his life. <laughs> he looks pretty much the same weight. Well, they don't show it, but he does eat a snake every day. Oh. <laughs> Seems like Riley's struggling to find any changes. Uh, I can't find Empire. anything. Okay. Uh, interesting. Consider the original version. It's just a boy, Obi-Wan. Son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi, is what they said in this one. How could you know my father? You don't even know who I am. What am I doing here? I'm just going to start going along with the movie. This What a good little transition here to Yoda. Just muttering to Obi-Wan. I know. It's so good. And it would seem Luke can hear Obi-Wan as well. <laughs> what an incredible performance that Frank Oz gives. Is it a crime that he was never nominated for an Oscar? Who? Frank Oz for Yoda. Or for anything. I think if he was going to get it, he should have got it for Last Jedi. No, for this. He's good in this. He has a lot more to do in this. He has a lot more to do in this, for sure. He could got Best Supporting for Last Jedi. You know, Viola Davis got a Best Supporting Actress for having one scene in Doubt, as everyone knows. 
So he could have got a supporting actor for Last Jedi. Why not? Yeah. I think they should have given it to Yoda, not to Frank Oz. Yes. They should have nominated Yoda. They could have done that like Jabba the Hutt thing to do is like Jabba the Hutt as himself in the credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner for best supporting actor is Yoda. <laughs> He was, huh? Where he, he was, was going? going. <laughs> <laughs> the second <laughs> really sells it for me. <laughs> We're just watching the movie now because it is very compelling. Yeah, I mean, this is just a really good scene, well-made scene between Obi Wan Yoda. If you're not watching along, just imagine in your head the greatness of the scene. Where Yoda says he doesn't want to train Luke in his little hobbit hole. I can't believe an old Jedi master would refuse to train someone newer who is so <laughs> bright-eyed and it's out know, of character. It's out of character. I like. You will be. Um, oh, so creepy. He's he, this always creeped me out oh, as a yeah. kid. You hit me. That was a creepy. Ugh. Okay. Oh, that's so creepy. What do we make of the fact that Yoda's little hut looks exactly like the huts on Tatooine? Did they think for a little while that's what all houses were going to look like in Star Wars? It <laughs> was a long time ago. They hadn't figured out, like, roofs. <laughs> I don't know. All they had was Adobe. Yep. And not Vision Photoshop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know we both make the same dumb jokes yep. still. Oh, this is this scene's crazier than a Minoc roast in Ardinia. Ooh boy, <laughs> it's another scene where they cut out a bunch of music. Yeah. Hey, how are you? How's that going? Looking for that dialogue that they supposedly changed. I'm trying to find both of the versions of it. Mm. Hold on, it's give not me gonna happen. Give me a hold on. Give me a hold on. Hey, uh, fun goggles. For I love those Mr. goggles. Mr. Good Mr. goggles. Solo. Listen, good listen. goggles, man. Ooh, I'm smelling some smoky smell. Smells really it smells good. Smells really good. That campfire smell is delicious. Uh, who's now, having a campfire? And if you're at outside. home, just imagine a campfire. Just imagine that it smells like a campfire. It's like we're watching this in 4D. It's like I'm in Yoda's hut. Oh my god, it's like Spy Kids 4D. I wish. Pretty soon, I'm gonna get a Minox slime on my face. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I just spilled water all over my legs. <laughs> now it looks like you peed yourself. Hey, well, I did. I, know, I can't put all my full attention to that. Just know wow. that I'm right. This commentary has been a bust. It's all this silence. Well, the good thing is this is probably the start of our second part. <laughs> so yeah, great. We start our second part with a bunch the, of silence. The hose just like goes to like their front pocket. It's like, like, not like hooked up to anything. I know, yeah. Uh, don't she worry about where the oxygen is coming from. It Again, is. It's impressive that this doesn't look like a soundstage because obviously it is. But it, it is. Just, it they just like had a smoke like machine and like. Yeah. But no, it looks like they're actually in a musty, humid. Yeah, it's probably like the easiest stomach. scene to film, and yet. Yeah. It looks great. They just like let's turn off all the lights outside of the set. And Did they ever blow make... some fog in here? Yeah. Did they ever make toys of their like breather masks? That seems like a missed opportunity. I don't know if they did or not. They're pretty cool. Did you notice that in the episode do nine trailer, Ray is holding a breather mask in her hand when they're looking over the Death Star wreckage? I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's like the breather mask from the episode seven art book when she was gonna like explore the sunken remains of the Death Star. Well, now she is. Putting it all together. Putting it all together. I just am very interested to find out where they are. Because I, I didn't picture Endor as having like big ocean cliffs and oceans. But, but they know, only went to the forest moon of Endor, my good friend. That's true. The forest moon of that's Endor, That's true. That could be Endor itself. This could be the ocean moon of Endor. The ocean moon of Endor. The oh, watery teeth. Hey, there's no moon, no cave. That dude needs to brush his teeth. And then this, just sock puppet they made. Yeah, it's definitely just a sock puppet. That was Frank Oz's hand. It's delightful. More sock puppets in Star Wars 2019. Bring sock puppets back. What a great shot. Like, look at all Again, these Again, another, like, matte painting, but it doesn't matter. It looks so good. It's intermingled with so many, like, actual vines right. and stuff. And that weird bird. Oh, man. It's the Hurley bird from Lost. <laughs> Hurley. Ooh, you think that was actually Mark Hamill? <laughs> what is his training regimen here that we're supposed to be following? <laughs> He's just flipping? 
run and flip over things. Do you like the idea that this took a, a long time in like boy the, the force works weird i gotta say and I, he was here for a while before i was uh active on the internet i did not know that anybody tracked the timeline of these things like who cares it happens in movie time it does happen in movie time but what i like is that people complain about ray not having very long to train with luke oh yeah it could have happened over the course of a long time for all we know for all we know, because if for all we know, for all we know, because like she trains as long as Luke trains, Luke's not here very long. You don't get the sense of Luke is here longer than like two days. <laughs> yeah, mean, at least not me. So people come up with that as excuse, like, well, the time works different on worlds that are strong in the Force, like Dagobah and like Octo and stuff wow. like that. And you know, maybe possible. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Some people have to justify matter. those things in their brain, and I'm just like, I just don't care about the time. <laughs> Unless it's a movie like Interstellar, where like the amount of time that's happening on a planet is integral to the plot. Yes, I don't yes. really. This care. has nothing to do with the plot. How long he's here? That's gonna do it this week for us here on Grand Moff Talking. Uh, we'll come back next week with the second part of this episode. Right around when Yoda is twirling his little cane in the ground, because Jake and I like that part for some reason. Uh, anyway, this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Jake and Riley. Uh, that's it. Bye. Bye.